Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 108, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and all of my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on this week. It's a quiet night. It's a very busy weekend, but a quiet night. Uh, And I am joined by one John Tomlinson, otherwise known as the man behind the curtain. Sir, how are you? Wahoo! Wahoo! It's Mario time! Yahoo! All right, everybody. So, uh, uh, Mr. Tomlinson and I are um, exhausted. This has been a very busy weekend. He and I had a LARP yesterday. We both did very well um, in that neither of us were hurt which is great because we're both old, so that's always on the table. Um, However, um, Mr. Tomlinson was actually playing Mario Odyssey every possible second while setup was being done. Yeah. So, And I would have done that had I not had to do the setup. (laughs) Yeah. So I paid the play, so... Yeah, no, you were good. My money. I mean, exactly. So, um... All right, so we're going to talk about Mario in a moment, but I do want to go over some of it because it's not the only thing. Friday was a very big day in pop culture in general. Uh, We had the release of Super Mario Odyssey. We had a a new Assassin's Creed. We had a Wolfenstein for those of you that want to kill Nazis. Not so much a family activity, but it is a one I wholeheartedly support. Um, and then Stranger Things too. Again, not for the children, but again, something that I completed by noon. You're crazy, by the yeah. way. But um, but it's plenty spoopy. So for those that like the spoopy things, um, I think Stranger Things two fits for the Halloween season. So um. But man, this was a great weekend um, just all around. So we're going to talk about our impressions about Mario in a few moments. You've also been playing some other games. Um, But we also have some news. Specifically, we're going to kind of get everybody warmed up for Paris Games Week this this week, which we've kind of ignored in years past, but I don't think we're going to be able to this year. And then Nintendo also announced the Animal Crossing mobile game, and we're going to get to that too. Um, but before we go there, I do want to take a moment before we begin to thank everybody for listening this week. Um, I can tell you for certain the games that me and John have been playing have been great. We want to make sure that the games you've been playing have been great, too. Um, we want to make our podcast a little bit more interactive, so please feel free to reach out to us on social media or to email us at efgpodcast at engagefamilygaming.com with any comments, questions, or topic suggestions. Um As many of you already know, we alternate our topics between video games and board games. Last week was a great episode. If you missed it, you want to take a look at it. uh, I had an interview with one Lance Mixter. He is the Undead Viking over on the YouTubes. He is a prolific board game reviewer, probably one of the best. And he's also the PR guy for Tasty Minstrel Games, um, who has done a lot of great stuff. So it was a really interesting interview. Right, John? I mean, do you think? Yeah. He has a lot of personality in the two of you seem to bounce off each other very well. Yeah, he was very happy. I'm actually going to be going on his show uh, at some point soon, which should be an interesting little uh, experience. Um, I was actually also, a little bit of housekeeping note, I was on the Family Gamers podcast last week, um, and we talked about our... 
We talked about the, you know, some recommended video games for the uh, coming year. So that should be interesting. Um, you know, some holiday gift guide suggestions. Good segue. Definitely head on out to engagefamilygaming.com and look at our holiday gift guide because it's right there for 2017. And it's pretty awesome. It took me a long time to build it. Love to see you uh, click through it. Maybe buy some things. Would absolutely love that. This week we're going to talk about video games. Lots of Mario stuff. So it's going to be very Nintendo focused. Um, but next week we're probably not going to be able to do that. Um, Mr. Tomlinson, tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific time, because I don't know, because it's happening in Europe and I don't know what time it is for them. I think it's evening time. But for 9 a.m. Pacific, Sony's having a press conference and they called it the other half of E3. That seems yeah. like it might be kind of intense. A little bit. They said uh, 13 new IPs or something like that for PlayStation. So specifically, they said during their pre-show, they are going to announce seven new games for PlayStation 4 or PSVR and will provide 21 game updates. That's a lot before the showcase even starts. And then they're doing a standard E3-style media showcase um, at noon, which could be insane. Um, because I'll tell you, we, you one know. thing, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 will definitely be talked about. I I don't disagree. If it's supposed to come out next year, yep. which is what they said, mm-hmm. uh, then, yeah, I can't imagine they wouldn't talk about it. Um, so uh, I'm sure they're going to give us more. I, I can't imagine that they wouldn't give us a release date for Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. I think is super relevant to us. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're going to give a release date for God of War, not so much relevant to us. Um and then who the heck else knows, man? Like, we know that they've got a lot of games coming, but I don't know what those games are about. Um, and so it could be crazy stuff. We don't yeah. know. Um, and that's, like, the coolest part about this is that Paris Games Week um, historically has not been a big deal for them. So for them to come out and make an announcement, like, no, guys, pay attention to this, um, and then keeping in mind that the PlayStation Experience show is a month away, yeah, and the video game awards are a month away. That's insane. Like they're and they always make an announcement there. So you know, um, this this feels like uh, Bethesda a couple years ago when they were like, "Hey, we know we never talk at uh, E3, but um, in six months you get Fallout Four, so enjoy that." Yeah, no, you're right. It could be crazy. We'll find out. So I want to give everybody some preparation. I said at the beginning of the year that we're going to go where the news goes. If it turns out that Paris Games Week just is chock full of family game news, then next week will also be a video game podcast. I will be on with some folks to talk about the announcements. Um, Either way, there will be some kind of EFG show tomorrow night talking about it. Um, But... I would expect absolutely no questions asked. A um, that that if it's crazy, the podcast will be a video game podcast. We'll call it out in the show notes when it's there, so you'll know. For those of you that only listen to the board game stuff, but this will be um, we're gonna, we got to go where the news is, and it's hard to fight with a big show like that. But then again, Essen was this weekend, so we got to balance things out. We'll figure it out, but just be ready. Next week might be nuts. Maybe we'll even do two podcasts. I don't know. It depends on how overworked we want to make Mr. Tomlinson. So, um, with that news aside, let's go around the horn. Mr. Tomlinson, you've been playing some Stardew Valley on your Switch, and as a result, you have not been sleeping much. 
in, until Friday, well, I mean, okay. then doing nothing but picking up my switch from the side of my bed, putting it in my lunch bag, going to work, playing it all night, playing it when I get home, putting it in bed next to me until I fell asleep, and playing nothing but Stardew Valley, which is amazing. It's everything I want. It, like, I knew about this game before because... Um, Full disclosure, it came out like three or four years ago on Steam, I believe. And it's a basically a uh, reimagination of uh, Harvest Moon, which yep. is a uh, Nintendo property. And um, basically this one guy rebuilt the whole thing. And it's kind of a RPG maker uh, Animal Crossing, where you're a farmer, but then there's a dungeon so then uh, you have to maintain relationships with the townsfolk, including marrying one of them, which is one of the side quests deep in the game. And it's a perfect, it is worth every single penny. I've seen this go on Steam for like $5, but it's on Switch for 15 It's worth every single penny to play that on a Switch console because you can take it anywhere. You know, it's like, it's one of the, that and like uh, Sonic Mania, two of the games that came out in the last month that were just like, yep, that's where my money's going. Just like day one when Shovel Knight was on the council, all I did was put on my credit card, straight up, I uh, the whole thing of Shovel Knight, which that DLC is coming out soon too. I forgot yep. the exact date. It is coming soon. Oh, well, the King Knight? I don't think they've announced yeah. the, the date for that. It's just coming. No, I think it's the other day. I Let's look. The other day they did. To the Googles. Yep. We're going to go to the Yacht Club website. No. You trying to race me? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. You have slower internet than me, so I may be. Uh, um, the last thing that they announced was a uh, King of Cards, mm-hmm. and that was in August, and they did not give a date. They definitely. It's on sale until Halloween, by the way. What is King Shovel Knight? Uh- Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Everybody, everybody go buy. Everybody go buy Shovel Knight King. Uh, everybody go buy the Shovel Knight game. Just go do it. Um, no, they did not announce the King of Cards um, release date um, at all. But okay. thanks. But thanks okay. for playing. Um, no, that's fine. You know, it's fine. You just don't don't question my brilliance. That's all. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, but but if it's on sale, you buy it. Folks. Yeah, exactly. It is a very, very, very good game. Um, when the year Shovel Knight came out, it was my game of the year, um, and uh, it wasn't close. And um, all of the other games that come along with the Treasure Trove, it's like four full games. Yeah, it's real good, especially if you like older games. You know, um, it's and the it best. Literally, is on everything, and it's on everything. Oh, absolutely. Um, so. The I played. I have not played Stardew Valley on my Switch, but the only reason I, is because I have it on a laptop. Um, yeah. And 
we're going to put it on the Switch because uh, the General has expressed an interest in it, which is pretty cool. Um, but the but I am I like it. It is what's interesting about this game, folks. Is so you, you basically it's like Animal Crossing. You inherit a farm. You have to manage that farm. There's a bunch of different activities that are available. You can farm, you can fish, you can build relationships with the people in town. You can, and you can kind of ignore all the other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you don't necessarily have to focus on the farming if you don't want, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the game will only save at night. Mm-hmm. So, you finish a day, you go to bed, you save. The next thing the game does is it becomes day again. And then you have to make the choice. Do you do another day? Oh, well, just one more day. I want to, you know. And they give you just enough time over the course of a day to do, you know, a fair amount of stuff, right? Like, but not everything you want to do. Like, they are very careful to not give you enough time to do everything that you want. Oh, yeah. In the, in the very beginning, when you've got, like, five potatoes, yeah, okay. But eventually, when you've got this sprawling farm and you've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend in town and you've got to go fishing because you're trying to do a quest and, you know, various other things, and you have to explore to try and pick up some of these materials for various reasons, which I'm not going to spoil, like, there's a lot going on in this game. Um, And they never give you enough time, so it's always like, oh, man... I forgot to water my plants yesterday, so let me just do another day where I make sure that I water the plants so that I don't forget to do that the next time I come back and get back and play the game, and then I have a bunch of dead plants. So it is um, it's very, I don't want to say it's addictive, but they've definitely put together a solid gameplay loop that really pushes you into a corner, um, and it's always just one more turn. It's like Civilization like that. Just one more turn. But one the more great turn. thing about it being on the Switch is all you do is suspend it. That is true. So as long as your battery doesn't die, or there's an update, which, you know, there's an update every week or so, um, all you do is just keep keep it plugged in and go back to it whenever you're ready. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Hadn't thought about that on the Nintendo series, on the uh, Nintendo uh, Switch. That is actually really nice. That almost, um, for those of us that want to respect our own time, that actually almost makes it like the definitive version of the game. Exactly. Because you can't do that anywhere else. So that's pretty awesome, actually. I like that. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. So, so that's Stardew Valley. It's 15 bucks available on Switch, but it's also on literally everything um, yeah. at this point. It's moving. It's on PS4. It's on Xbox. It's on PC. Um, so maybe not literally everything. It's on. It's on it's Mac. On Mac yeah. It's on Mac. It is not on mobile, but I'm. I'm thinking that that's going to be the next bastion. Now that they've got it, it on all the consoles. It's on the Vita. It's on the Vita. Um, it chugs a little bit on the Vita. Yeah. It chugs a little bit. Um, but I would. I imagine that this is going to be an iPad game by the end of 2018. I only had one freeze on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, it's not a complicated yeah, game, but there's a lot going on under the hood, and it was Look, made by one guy. The speed that it loads. There, there's no road time in the map. Oh, it's so all. good. Yeah. No, there's this is a technically... Time changes, other than going to the uh, um, the desert, there is zero load time. Yeah, no, this is a... Rem- uh, considering the fact that this game was made by one dude, mm-hmm. 
This is a remarkable game. Probably one of the best and coolest success stories in the last couple of years. And the company that published it is making a Harry Potter game similar to this. I don't know if you saw that on the Twitters. No. Um, That's pretty awesome. That that was a couple months ago they announced that, right? Yeah, they just showed it off, and it was like, no, that's Diagon Alley. Oh. And I was like, oh, baby. Um, Because I would absolutely love to play Stardew Valley where I was a student at a wizarding school. Oh, yeah. Like, I would play... I showed that to, to Evan, and he was like, whoa. He lost himself a little bit. So um, I hope that that comes out relatively soon um, and is good. But don't come out in the next couple of weeks, please, because we're going to be playing Mario. Um, so let's talk about Mario. Um, it's really freaking good. It's really oh. good. Um, so um, how many hours have you played so far? Since Friday. Um, since Friday. See, I played until like four in the morning last night. Um, Keep in mind, folks, he works late. So yeah, wasn't... I, I, I work nights, so my schedule is very finicky. And when uh, Steve sees me during the day, I am usually very tired. But, very, uh, very tired. About 12 to 15 hours, I think. All right. I have probably put in about eight since Friday because I've had a bunch of other stuff going on. And also, um, the middle guy's birthday today, so I kind of had to let him play. Oh. Um, but I will say that between me, my oldest son, and my middle son, um, easily, easily 15 hours-ish has been put into that. So I think about the same. It's just not all on one save. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um... I think it is easily the best-looking Mario game ever made at its time. Like, I think it's better than even, like, Super Mario World. Like, when that game came out, it was just a marvel. And this is stunning. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think of the more open design? Because that's one of the big things they talked about, is that this is a very open game. You're just looking for moons that are kind of everywhere to power the Odyssey to get from one kingdom to the next... What do you think about the more open, find whatever moons you can, you know, ski-daddle, maybe come back if you want to get more kind of game design? Pretty much unlimited lives also. Yeah, that's another piece that you'll never see a game over, although I guess it's possible. What happens it if you, when you die, you, ha- you lose 10 coins, which is largely inconsequential because, I mean, you get 10 yeah. coins pretty easy. What happened? Have you seen anywhere what happens if you run out of coins? I got close. I was down to six because the coin coins are also currency in the game where you could buy new outfits. The outfits are cosmetic, but there are side rooms that have more room, more moons that you may have to be in costume to get into. Yep. So there, there is a uh, like. Central America looking area and basically everything sugar skull like oriented. Yep. And um, you basically you have to buy a sombrero and a poncho to get into a secret room to go uh, play uh, uh, Mexican music with um, other care other NPCs and then they give you a move, obviously. 
right. So yeah. um, there's also a second kind of currency with these colorful items that you have to collect, with, which also you could buy statues and stickers that go on your ship, which is the Odyssey. Yeah, and those that currency is limited to, like, each kingdom has its own currency. Yeah, exactly. Which is really neat. Um, it really gives you that sense of, you know, exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, they really challenge you um, to look around and change your perspective. And so, um, little tip... If you see a place, go to that place. And yeah. if you think it's weird how a particular room is shaped, mm-hmm. um, and if you think it's weird that there's just like a random, like if there's a pit, like like walk up to the edge of it and swing your camera around. Because some mm-hmm. of those pits have little like things that you can just jump off and you can walk into a room and it's like, boom, there's a moon in there. Like it's crazy. Um you know, fully explore your areas. It's bonkers how what kind of stuff you can find. When you get um, off your ship, look behind the ship every time because one in three worlds there will be three color coins behind right behind the ship. it. Yeah. So you know, we're not going to give you all the spoilers. Yeah. But look everywhere because this is crazy. Um, when in doubt, get to a high place. That's a tip to give your kids. Um, when in doubt, get to a high place and just kind of look around slowly. Now, there is an issue with the draw distance in some cases, but lots of times the worlds have multiple high spots to get to. So work on getting as high as you can and then look around. Um, that's, the, that's the tip. This game is really good. Um, I, think there's a, I think that in a lot of places, it's going to... Um, be you know I think it, it Nintendo is fighting with itself for game of the year yeah. everywhere I can think of um, including engaged family gaming um, I still think it's Zelda for me um, but I really just don't have enough time with Mario I haven't finished the story and apparently the story is interesting so we're gonna have to find out um, but man like this is like if you are if you have been waiting to get a switch, and I know there's a lot of people like that, right? You know, I talked to people at the beginning of the year. They're like, no, I want to wait until there's enough good games. I'll tell you this much. Mario and Zelda are the best one-two punch in gaming ever. Yeah. Like, if one of them was not enough, which is fine, it's just one game. Even if you were going to put a couple hundred hours into it, it was still just one game. Yeah. And that's for either game. Um, both of them together is the best one-two punch that has ever happened, especially within the within the year of the launch of the console. We got to think about it. It's October now, right? Almost yeah. November. Switch came out at the end of March, right? So yeah. seven months ago, like it uh, hasn't. Beginning of March. Beginning it was the beginning of March. Yeah. Okay, beginning like of March. The first Friday in March. Okay, so eight months, eight months on the year, mm-hmm. and we already have a brand new Zelda the best video game Nintendo has ever made. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. Full stop. Um, coming at me, Anthony John Agnello. Um, and a very freaking good Mario game. And over 198 other games. And other games. Like 200 games. Yeah. And they said they were going to have 80 games. Yeah. And they were like, no, that was conservative. And lots of good stuff. Stardew Valley. 
and um, you know Mario Kart, Splatoon. Now is the time. I think that's the 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 moral of this story is now is the time. Um, folks, switches are going to be hard to come by in a cu- in a couple weeks. Do not wait. Don't wait. Just go get it. Um, Linda and her family they got one. Yep. They they just did it. Yeah. They John, knew it was coming. The first thing John said to me yesterday was like, "I got that. You got a switch? I got one of those." Yeah, he was very excited. Um, because man, and they only had Mario Kart of all the things, you know, but you know what? Yeah. They only had Mario Kart. I if Mario Kart had come out this year, it would have been a contender for game of the year this year. Cause it's so good. I brought my switch to a kid's party today and we played four player Mario Kart and it was half kids, half adults. And we were all having a blast. Yep. I think the adults Absolutely. were having more fun than the kids. Which is saying something considering yeah. the kids always are having a blast so you know this is a great game um it's a great selling feature for the switch um so just to give people an idea how the structure works you know there's 15 worlds but there's even more beyond that um they are all you know different themes they all look absolutely gorgeous the soundtrack is one of the best video game soundtracks i have ever heard yeah. And I, that's not hyperbole. This is really good. I mean, there's a lot that are in the top. Nintendo's really been killing it recently. Um, once they were like, oh, wait, we don't have to use chip tunes. We can yeah. we can have just an orchestra rock this. Fine. Um, New Donk City is as entertaining as they promised it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's crazy walking around with, like, actual people. Um, uh, my wife especially loved when I bought a pinstripe suit. You know, the Italian guy uh, by walk, running around in a pinstripe suit. Um, there is amiibo functionality. You can put amiibos down and they'll help you go find moons. And also, you'll unlock costumes. That's kind of neat. Which, by um, the way, you see this one right here? The Luigi Jump yep. Amiibo? Yep. That gives you Luigi's costume. Oh. Yeah. All right, so next time I see you, you I don't because I don't have a Luigi Amiibo. You're going to have to hook oh, me no? up. Oh, yeah. I got you. You have to hook me up. Um, I have a uh, 8-bit Mario that gives you the NES color um, uh, costume. I, I think I got that from Fireball Mario. Oh, all right. Well, then, never mind. I was trying to be helpful. Um, but it, I guess they're both... it may have been one of the links because I have Toon Link and... Um, you got a lot of Amiibo, Skyward. sir. I, I only have specific ones. I have both uh, Skyward Sword and Wind Waker Link, Yoshi... And um, Fireball Mario and Jump Luigi. Fair enough. We we I went out and got specific ones that I knew would be useful across many many games. Like yeah. Mario is a good one to hit up, and because he's been useful and awesome, and everyone Link is a good one. Um, you know, so like I I didn't get like the I have random a friend ones. that has like almost all of them, and I will probably see him soon. The only problem with Amiibo is. Two at a time every five minutes. Yeah, it's slow. They definitely don't want you just sitting there. So you yeah. got to work at it. But what are you going to so do? I'll, I'll go see my buddy Carl one afternoon. With so that is that's not an option for kids. But definitely, yeah. you know, if you got multiple kids around town that have copies of Mario Odyssey, um, tra- you know, work on that amiibo exchange um, to get that uh, functionality. And if you have been avoiding amiibos, um, don't. Uh, because they are a little bit different than Skylanders and things like that in that instead of being like one big thing, like a major piece of a game, mm-hmm. they are 
little things in just about every game. Like everything yeah. Nintendo puts out first party will have immediate amiibo functionality. Um, at the absolute least, and I think you can agree with this, get a Mario. Yeah. <laughs> if you have no other amiibo, own yeah. a Mario amiibo. He will be useful in just about everything. In some games, it will be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he there's no there's no game where he'll be dead. You know, so that is worth the $12 to have a Mario Amiibo. Um, if you want to branch out from there, I think Link is strong. Um, and then, you know, stick with the Mario characters because um, I think they're going to help you the most. If you want to be a collector, go nuts. There's like a million of those suckers. Um, but definitely a Mario if you own nothing else. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, the I still can't get over the soundtrack, how good that, that soundtrack is. Yeah. Um, we don't have our full impressions uh, because we have not beaten the game. So you can expect us to talk more about it as we go on. Um, one thing I will say is that the game is not easy. No. Um, you know, it is, I wouldn't say it's, you know, super hard by nature of the fact that you're never going to see a game over. But since you're never going to see a game over, they are not afraid to, um, you know, push the difficulty up in execution on certain moons. Um, there are some things that are really just going to, they're going to frustrate you a little bit. Uh, they're going to be hard to get. Um, so if your uh, child or you are easily frustrated, um, make sure that you or they know their limits. And if they can't get a certain moon back out, go somewhere else and go try and get an, get another one. That's the advantage to super Mario Odyssey. If there's a moon that you're trying to get and you can't do it because you just can't do that particular puzzle challenge, or a platforming challenge, or what have you, leave, go look, find another one. It will never be the only one you can get unless it's the last one. Yeah, there was one problem. I was run. I was banging in my head for like 20 minutes where um, when you possess a bullet bill, yep. there's a timer, and yeah. there's one that's hidden around a corridor, and yep. just trying to drive them around with the camera, just I couldn't do it. Yeah, so you got to stop. Yeah. You gotta stop. To you know it's there. You can come back later. So this is definitely a game where some of them are going to be super easy. Like li- literally, they'll just be under. They'll be in a box that's glowing. Yeah. Some of them you just have to talk to people. Um, it's crazy like that. But some of them are going to be crazy hard. So just be aware of that. Um, and tell your kid. Listen, you get frustrated. Yeah. Bail. It's okay. Um, and then come on back. Yeah. And everything will be fine. You um, will get better. Oh, and you'll get better. Absolutely. This is a game where you will feel yourself learning. Now, we didn't even talk about the main mechanic of this game. The main mechanic of this game is you have Cappy. Mm-hmm. He is a um, you know, he is a ghost cap that you just have to th- there's a story behind it. Um, but he possesses Mario's hat. You throw it um and you can take on the powers of other enemies. And let me tell you, it's pretty cool. Have you uh played two player yet? Not yet. Was just about to get there. Okay. Have you? Yes, I played it today. So um, basically, what happens is Cappy becomes his own thing. Yep. Now you can throw if if you're playing Mar, you become Mario, and player two becomes Cappy. Now you can tr- the player two mechanic. He will be able to control Cappy and spin him all around and place him in places so you could use him. One of the mechanics of the game is you throw the cap and then you jump on the cap. Now, you could have your second player guy go over to where you need to go and then you jump on him. 
but um, also Mario could still grab Cappy and throw him just like initially. Oh, he can? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. So Okay. So it does get annoying at points, but then if your second player is just being non-compliant, you hit the button <laughs> and re-control and throw that cap where you need to go. Okay. So you can you can kind of take the reins if necessary. Because yeah. I also played four-player snipper clips today, and I just walked away. I was like, I, I don't like this at all. <laughs> that sounds like the absolute worst. Oh, yeah. So with Mario, um, some of the – I mean, I have mind-controlled the tank. Yep. I said that in my oh, Game of the Year so video. So much fun. So much fun controlling the tanks. Oh. That's It doesn't feel like a Mario game. It's so yeah. weird. Um. So it is, man. Is this game so good, um, folks? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go and I'm gonna have to meditate in the woods to yeah. determine my game of the year. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, like, let me tell you, folks. Th- it's not often that I think my job is hard. Yeah. This year, I think my job is gonna be hard um, because I have to somehow decide between these two games. And also, let's be real. Horizon Zero Dawn was a really freaking good video game. Yeah. So I got some I got some decisions to make. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun, but man, um, if you have your questions uh, or if you've been playing Mario, we'd love to see pictures of uh, and screenshots of your favorite outfits and all that stuff because you can get crazy with the costumes. Send those over, um, tweet those at us, or share them in our Facebook community, engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, uh, Mr. Tomlinson, I think we should start a thread uh, for the people playing the game uh, to share screenshots in the community, market as spoilers. Okay. Um, but specifically, all we want are costumes. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. So tomorrow, Mr. Tomlinson and I will set it up so that you can share pictures of the costumes in the community. That's engagefamilygaming.com slash community. We'd love to see what kind of costumes you and your kids put together. Um my middle son's absolute favorite is the uh, Cap Store branded ones, the purple and yellow with, like, the big hat. He yeah, loves that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a fan of the pinstripes, um, but um, I also like the mechanics hat with, like, the backwards cap. Yeah, which, by the way, says Famicom on it. Yeah, it does. Man, with there's lots of, there's lots of, like, little things and little yeah, details. Little nods that are just perfect. Nintendo is just real good. With figuring these things out. Um, it's so good. All right, so that's Around the Horn, folks. Man, here we are, 35 minutes in. Yep. Just finished Around the Horn. That's okay, because yep. it was probably one of the biggest video game releases of the year. Mm-hmm. So, um, folks, thank you. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about Animal Crossing on your phone. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. We are back. This is Engage Family Gaming Podcast. It is still episode 108. I am still Steven. They have not taken away my hosting duties yet, no matter how hard they try. And I am still joined by Mr. John Tomlinson, the man behind the curtain. Thank you for your patience. Listening to the music a little bit. And uh, now it's time for our topic. Now, uh, Nintendo held a Nintendo Direct earlier on this week. Um, specifically to talk about Animal Crossing for mobile. Now, this was announced as part of the initial, like, hey, we're going to do a Mario game and we're going to do an Animal Crossing game, basically, and then we're going to do a bunch of other stuff. Um, they, originally, it was supposed to come out 
in late 2017. Um, and I didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, well, I guess they're pushing it into 2018. I can't really blame them. They've had a pretty good year. They don't really need mobile money because they're, they're making a hand over fist from um, Fire Emblem yeah. Warriors. Um, Mario still makes a little bit of cash here there. They're still supporting that game. Um, so they don't really need to worry about it. But no. They're like, nope. We want to round out our holiday with a new mobile game because everybody's getting their phones. We want to get those fo- new phone purchasers. Which I um, bought one like two weeks ago. So Of course you did. You got the Pixel 2. Now, well, I got the V30, which internally it is a Pixel 2. It just has but it's not Verizon locked? It di- doesn't have the same camera or the uh, it doesn't have Oreo yet. So, yeah, right. it's not Verizon uh, specific. All right. It so actually has a that. better camera from what I heard. And it also has a better uh, speaker on it. All right. So this is not engaged family cell phones, so we yep. won't get into that too much. However, um, the although emojis sound pretty funny uh, because you absolutely are damn right that I would send you a talking poop. Yeah. Um, if I could. In fact, we would make it so this there was a YouTube video of just this entire podcast just that was a talking poop if we could. Trust me, I would do that. I would do that for you people. Maybe a talking unicorn every once in a while, but mostly a talking poop. We but anyway. probably find something out there. Oh, I'm sure there's an app for that. Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll just make me a talking poop. It's fine. The, the kids would love it. So... Um, they held a, a, they held a Nintendo Direct to give us information about the Animal Crossings. Um, and I was expecting like a companion app. So part of me was like, Hey, we're, it's going to be this small little thing that's going to go along with Animal Crossing for Switch. Not even a little bit. This feels like just straight up Animal Crossing on iPhones and Android phones. Um, it's Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Now, the way they scaled things down is instead of building a whole town, you are building your campsite. You have a camper that you can customize, and you have a campsite that you can kind of upgrade. You got a seasonal site, one of those fancy ones with the big trailer, and you can build stuff on it. Not the one that you rent for a weekend, folks. That's what I'm talking talking about. Um, but other than that, you're getting bells to buy stuff. You're getting raw materials to craft stuff. Um, you're talking to the friendly neighborhood campers. Um, this is pretty much an Animal Crossing game. Um, you know, there's some extra little pieces there. Uh, most notably, this is a game that will be free, that will be supported by microtransactions. Um, meaning it is not free. We got a feature that's going to be up on about that within the next couple of weeks. I repeat, free games on app stores are not free. Mm-hmm. Because they cost money somehow. Um, And in this case, the way they're making money outside of using it for brand awareness to make you buy Switch stuff is um, they're going to sell Leaf tickets, which you can use in place of certain crafting materials or to speed up the time at which it takes to make things. Um, And you can either get those tickets through questing or doing things in town or finding them, etc. Or you can just buy them. You know, you buy 10 for a buck or something like that. Um, It is what it is. They're there. There are some people who are actively and vehemently opposed to those things. There are some people like me who really don't care. Um, There are some people that are super down and will spend thousands of dollars on this. Those are called whales. Um, If you have ethical issues with that, well, I I don't necessarily blame you. There's just not much you can do about it. Um, Mr. Tomlinson, um, it is available currently in Australia, 
And to my understanding, you told your phone you lived in Australia. Well, and you downloaded it. Uh, so you've been I playing went to it. A web, since I have Android, I went to a website and downloaded the APK. It does, when you open it, ask... I'm sorry, you downloaded the Australia. what? I'm sorry, you downloaded the what? APK. What's an APK for our audience? An APK is the Android uh, install file for any um, so, app that you download. So you downloaded the game? Yeah. From somewhere else? Yeah. All right. And so, sideloaded it onto your machine. Yep. You sideload it on, on, or you wait until about. I bet this comes out sometime the week of Thanksgiving. But yeah. Um. Basically. Which, you just, but you're gonna have to do it again anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do want, it again anyway. I believe I could link it to my account, but I'm hesitant on that, on whether or not they're gonna ban me or whatnot for downloading it because I don't live in Australia. Correct. Now, my son asked a really good question. If you were only going to put it out in a, in another country, like why? If you were only going to put it out in one country, why would you put it out in Australia? Why not like the United States? They have well, the history of doing so. Well, they do so. Um, but there's a reason, and Evan, I will answer this question on air for you as I answered him because I think it's a useful one. Um, it's because Australia, that region, is from a from like a video game tastes. Like they're, they are, they use things at around the same rate that we do, right? It's not like they're some backwoods country. Like Australia is industrialized. They're, you know, they have, they have good internet. Um, and it's an easy way to give an entire region access without the risk of it destroying all of your servers. Because there are only so many people in Australia. Um, and it's really hard to go to, say, the European region. Because there's a lot of, countries in the European region, whereas Australia and New Zealand are kind of onto their own their islands of themselves. Um, so that's why. They basically do that because they, this gives them the ability to test it. They're, they're beta testing it, they're testing the server load, you know, because depending on how they coded the game, one person playing it could destroy it. Mm. Right? Like one person could bring it all down. Um, and they would rather release it early in Australia and New Zealand and have it break there where they're kind of used to it because there are a number of companies that use them as kind of like guinea pigs or release it in the United States where if it crashes a bunch of times, like in the beginning of say Pokemon go, there are people who will just be like, no, it's buggy. I'll never play it again. Whereas in Australia, they're kind of used to it a little bit because they're kind of used as the test bed. So it'll be, and it's less likely that things like that will happen. Yeah. So it's available in Australia and New Zealand. Um, our favorite Aussie, the man behind the curtain, has been playing for an, about, you said about an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, what are your early impressions? I know you're waiting for me to judge you. <laughs> um, and I think our audience might have been waiting for me to judge too. I really, like, what are you going to do? Like, this is one of those things that it, the game is commercially available. So I don't really have a problem with that. It's also a free game. Now, if it was a game that cost $20 in Australia and somehow someone owned it here without paying for it, I might have a question about that. But oh, that's yeah. different. Yeah. Bypassing region controls um, is not so much an issue. Yeah. So I'm not going to judge you. But I am going to ask you, is it good? It is. Uh, it loads pretty fast. And um, the... Uh just the, the graphics fidelity, even it yeah. with it being mobile, 
is better than Pokemon Go was initially. Okay. Even though they had months and months of beta testing. Um, okay. It feels fast. Um, the gameplay loop, uh, you build friendships rather than um, talking to somebody every day and not knowing what you're doing, if they like you or not. Like, you, there is a friendship bar. And yep, you okay. level up your friendship, just like they said in the uh, Nintendo Direct. So basically, you do the same thing. Um, the other cool thing is, from the map page, you can see what that person wants. Yep. Because uh, Animal Crossing's so whole game loop is all about getting something for somebody so that they like you more. Yep. And uh, you could do that from the map now, so you don't... But, like, uh, Nintendo's gone out of their way to less of me traveling through three worlds to go find something I need, and more of to jump over this hurdle, I need this. Okay. And that's the best thing about Nintendo lately. Just in all their games, on all their platforms. So... But um, right. it's a lot of fun. Um, you saw those three things that look like penguins. Those are actually uh, black crows. Okay. And they seem to be Italian because one of them is definitely named Giovanni. <laughs> <laughs> so they're definitely Italian black crows. But they're adorable. All right. All the All character right. models are really good. Um, they look actually better than Animal Crossing New Leaf. And, okay. Um, the controls are you dragging your finger around, and then yep. the character follows behind you. Uh, I have yet to have a problem with that. And normally on cell phone games, there is a little drag, but the input sensor on here is just so good. Which, on mobile, that's just amazing. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was going to be my question, like, how do you move? Because normally, yeah. with, with Animal Crossing, um, and, and with there is... fishing and catching everything, what happens is you go over to it. You, uh, like, if you're fishing, you, you tap the screen to throw your rod, and okay. then, then you wait for the bite, just like you would in any other Animal Crossing game. And then a little icon comes up and says, hey, tap now. And then, okay. boom, you hit tap, and then he reels it in. So it, it, it's yeah. much more intuitive. Like, they did a really faithful recreation for the mobile. I'm very surprised. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew that when they started getting into the mobile space, that things were going to be kind of fun, right? Like, Because yeah. they, they have a good history of figuring out what makes a specific gaming medium fun and like really distilling that, you know, they do that very well on their own hardware. Um, and the, uh, the touch, you know, they're great with, they were great with motion controls. Yeah. We know they're good with touch cause they innovated on touch. They were the first, yeah. they were, they predated smartphones with having a touch screen on the DS. Yeah. Um, and they made some crazy stuff. Uh, on that thing crazy yeah. innovation so um i had a feeling that animal crossing was not going to be bad uh, but it's good to hear that it is good now the game's going to be free mm -hmm. it's coming out 
they say late November, mm-hmm. which could mean I think Thanksgiving time is a very good. You know, I I suspect we're going to see a lot of people playing Animal Crossing while waiting in line on Black Friday. Oh yeah, because um, I think it'll definitely be out. I mean, they could drop it that Monday before Thanksgiving, and I think that that would be a great time. Lots of people home on break. Lots of people exactly. traveling. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that week. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people traveling, and I think yeah. that that would be a pretty sick time, just because. You know, who wouldn't want that? We already sat down and had, like, a family meeting to figure out how we're going to divide up the the iOS and Android devices mm-hmm. to make sure that people can all play the game. Yeah. Um, and we might have to divide up into teams because we only have so many devices. Um, and I don't know if it will run on Evan's phone because he does not have a super powerful phone. Um, but we're going to see. We're going to find out. Um, so keep your eyes out for this one, folks. There will, uh, my presumption is there will be some more announcements coming up. Um, we'll probably talk about it again as we get closer to launch, um, as Mr. Tomlinson, uh, puts a little bit more time into it. Yeah. Uh, one input about the microtransaction right now, I'm at three and three quarters of a level. So I'm like almost at fourth level. I have yet to use the ticket which are the microtransaction yeah. currency, I have 91 tickets already. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to be relatively yeah. easy to find, and I think that that has some advantages, right? Like, Yeah, it's just you know, Candy Crush and all these other games. There was... Oh, there, hold on. I'll got to walk that back a little bit. There was one thing that I had to buy into, and that was to unlock the quarry. Because like Candy Crush, you couldn't go go there because you needed five people to sign up. So okay. Candy Crush. Instead, I but you could use tickets. I, just, yeah, I was able to use ten tickets, and I was there. So so that's like a buck either way, right? Is it exactly. like a, it's so? Pr- it's probably less than a buck, but yeah. So there we go. The, the tickets, it looks like they're, at least in the early game, you're going to use them. Um, you know, with that said, if you're going to be handing this to your kid, this is a cute game. It is a engaging game. Maybe turn off in-app purchases. Yep. Maybe just maybe just disable that whole mess. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the other things we talked about, is disabling in-app purchases on all of our devices so that our kids don't go leaf ticket happy mm-hmm. um, and spend a mortgage on uh, leaf tickets. Uh, but that's something everybody should be doing if you're on there with someone that has a tendency to go a little crazy. You'll notice I did not say children, because mm-hmm. it is not all children that have a tendency to go crazy. Sometimes grown-ups do, too. So, you know, be smart. Turn off those in-app purchases. Make it so it takes a step. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just the step to interrupt the impulse that will save you the money. But... um. If you're playing the game for a hundred hours, maybe maybe throw a tip in the tip jar. Buy some buy yeah. some transit. Buy some of those leaf tickets. S- support your devs. Yeah, I mean the reality is, if you want more support for the game, the best way to do it is to spend money on it. Um, and they've said that that they're gonna. This is one of those games where they're gonna update it regularly with seasonal events and stuff like this. This is gonna be kind of neat. I'm looking forward to seeing how it grows. Well, that that was always the great thing about the original Animal Crossing games. There was always something going on. Yeah. Whether it was so, the fishing thing or if it was a holiday itself. So here's the question. What's next? 
What do you think? Ooh. Wow. So keep in mind, so far we got a Mario, we got a Kingdom Hearts, we got an Animal Crossing. You know what would be great? But yep. this I'm fine with wish lists. I'm fine with a wish list. This is like as opposed way to a prediction. wish list. Super wish list. Yep. Well, Mario Kart. I think a Mario Kart would be really good. But especially that, if they that get is it, right? so far away right now. Because even if it's solo, just no buttons. You just you tilt the screen forward and you lean back and forth with the yep. with the screen. Um, I want MarioWare or uh, WarioWare. Oh yeah, WarioWare. Yeah. WarioWare Mobile, yep. please. Oh yeah, please. Um, allow user submitted ones. Oh yeah. Go crazy. Um, I think WarioWare would be great. So we're going to find out. I mean, they are not going to stop with the mobile stuff. This is – they are very clearly able to do a lot with a little. And Nintendo is in a new place where they are – they want to do um, – they want to make their money, uh, but they don't want to waste their time. Um, and so I think they're going to keep the mobile stuff going, but they're going to keep it simple. Um but I would not be surprised if we see some licensed stuff where it's other companies doing Mario stuff or, you know, whatever. Um, because then they get profits without having to do much, a la, like, Pokemon Go, right? Like, that was made by Niantic, um, so they didn't have to put a lot of work in, the, the Pokemon company. So we'll see. Um, but, folks, that's it. Yeah. That has been episode 108 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. We'll be back next week for more discussion on either board games or video games. We're not sure yet. Maybe both. Mind blown. But in the meantime, it would be super sweet if you can head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Um, More reviews equals more visibility equals more happy. We want to make everybody happy, right, folks? So leave us that review. Um... Until then, this is Steven and John signing off, reminding you to make sure that you get your family game on. See you next week, folks. Woohoo! Woohoo! Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.